0: How's it going, Kelsey? Hi. Today, we are going to talk about one of the great queens of history. Not a drag queen, but also sort of a drag queen. <laughs> at,
1: at least cinematically.
0: <laughs> We're going to talk about Cleopatra.
1: Yes, Cleopatra. there used to be a song, Cleopatra, coming at you. It was like a group. I think that was their name.
0: Yeah, I think so too. This yeah. is exactly what I've been singing in my head, but I don't remember any more of the song. Than, no. Cleopatra, come on at you. You don't need
1: any more. I don't think there was any more.
0: <laughs> right? That was it.
1: This is Fierce Rivalries with me, Delta Work. And with
0: me, Kelsey Paget. Each week I tell Delta the true story behind an infamous or an underrated rivalry
1: with all the dramatic and sometimes petty twists and turns. And then I'll declare the winner, but... Not every story has a victor. Sometimes it's just about who loses more.
0: So, Cleopatra. Yeah, so people know her just culturally. So you either know her from the movies or you just know her as like a figure that people know about. But to be honest, before researching this, I didn't know that much about Cleopatra. I thought that Cleopatra was from ancient 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 Egypt and she Mm. is from ancient history but not that ancient oh okay also we're talking about a rivalry right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we're gonna talk about the mini rivals of Cleopatra okay because when I first started researching this I was like I had picked one of her rivals, but in reality, she has like so many mm-hmm. and many of her rivals are her siblings.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So we're just going to go through each
1: one. I feel uh, like at some point, like, w- was she like f- like 14 years old and like reigning or something? Like, is that a thing yes. or is that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Tell me more because she, I I don't know that much. Most of what I know is Elizabeth Taylor and I just don't think like, I don't know how old Elizabeth Taylor was when she portrayed her, but- I don't. I don't think she was portraying a fourteen-year-old, was she? I think so. I think. Oh, that get that out of would here! Have been Stop like it. Seventeen, maybe sixteen. Come on. no. How old was Elizabeth Taylor at that time? Like forty-three. <laughs> this is like Greece or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, what what did Cleopatra look like? This is talked a lot about people are like obsessed with what did uh-huh. she look like? Some historians described her as a woman surpassing all beauty and, you know, other like depictions of her on coins. They show her as not exactly what like conventionally attractive would be in mm-hmm. the current day. She has like a very long nose and like a jutting chin. But these depictions might not be super accurate they might have been trying to make her look more roman and then egyptian art shows her with more rounded features so it's really hard to say what she actually looks like but She's known as this great beauty. Like when you hear the word Cleopatra, what what comes to mind for I think you?
1: of the clothing more than anything. So I imagine like lots yeah. of drapey, like robes and swag. I, I always think of like a lot of like, gold and, and metals and hammered things. That, that's just in my mind. Mm-hmm. I could also be going off of like Halloweencostumes.com. And, like, the variety (laughs) of costumes that are offered, like, this is our plus size section. This is our sexy Cleopatra. This is what
0: Cleopatra has been boiled down to in our, uh, like, collective cultural understanding, right, is a lot of adornment Uh in a certain style. Uh And that style is, like, luxurious and beautiful and sort of queenly, Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. say, a queen of a type. So it's interesting. I, I feel like... I didn't know anything that comes up in this story. And all I knew about Cleopatra was that she was supposed to be like a beautiful queen. right? Um, And so it's it's really interesting that that is what gets pointed at so much. And a lot of that has to do with sexism. And it seems like uh, caring about and talking a lot about her appearance happens a lot in these historical writings. Sort of trying to downplay how smart and how like great of a strategist she was because she had these great men sort of bowing to her. And, and, you know, historian at the time, who is a man, is like, how could that be possible? She must have just seduced them with her with her beauty. She was really, really smart. And that's a thing that historians sort of scoop by sometimes. She spoke a lot of languages. She was educated in math. She, you know, grew up in Alexandria, which had the world's largest library at the time, uh, daughter of the king. So she had, you know, tutors and stuff like that. She was really well educated. Some caveats. I love to do a caveat. Mm -hmm. I'm not an Egyptian or a Roman history professor. (laughs) Okay. Obviously. Um, And also this happened so long ago that it's really hard to be certain about dates or facts. Sometimes they're just like, you know, invented stories of what's more interesting. And I'm going to tell you how it's been told. I'm ready. So this all occurs between 50 BCE and 30 BCE.
1: Before the common era. Back in the day.
0: Back in the day. Um, so ancient times are like really hard to get a hold of because I'm like anything that's before 1700 is just ye oldy times mm-hmm, in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have no idea like what was going on. So I was trying to put it in place. And so I looked up how old are the pyramids in, in Giza in Egypt. And so it turns out the pyramids are as far away from Cleopatra as she is
1: from us. Okay. That puts it in perspective.
0: So, like, 2,000 years passed between the pyramids being built and Cleopatra being the queen of Egypt. Okay. During this time period, Rome is, like, a big deal. Rome is this republic, but they are out there sort of conquering a lot of lands in the Mediterranean. Julius Caesar, who you've probably heard of, Mm -hmm. is the leader of Rome at this time and is doing a lot of that conquering. And Egypt is one of those lands that they have sort of frequent conflicts and collaborations with. And Egypt is under the rule of this one family called Ptolemy. It's the Ptolemy family line. And they're not actually from Egypt. They're not Egyptians. They are Greeks who during the time of Alexander the Great, which was like 300 years previous to this, they had been put in charge of Egypt by the Romans. So Cleopatra is Greek. Because it's this one family line, they use the same names over and over again. Okay. (laughs) So lots of the sons are named Ptolemy. The daughters are either named Cleopatra or Arsinoe. Um, So we're on Ptolemy number 13. Jesus. And we're on Cleopatra number (laughs) 7. Why can't
1: they just be like a Tim?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Although I'm kind of into it. Like, what if, like, you know, 20 generations down, it's like Kelsey number
1: 23. Well, if you added the 20, yeah, as long as there's a number on it.
0: Right. Well, it's funny cuz they there weren't no. numbers. They they added numbers later. So for people who were studying it to be like, all these people are the same right. name.
1: What happens at Christmas if all the family's there?
0: You know, it's before Christ. So no
1: What? <laughs> I don't know time before Christ. <laughs> I'm a Christmasman. I'm a Christ- I'm a Christ- I'm a I'm a Christ- I'm a proud Christmas Christmason. Not a Christian. <laughs> But I love Christmas. But a
0: believer of Christmas. Yeah, I get that.
1: I believe in Santa Claus. A a Satanist. I'm a Satanist, actually.
0: (laughs) So Cleopatra is born in the year 69 BCE. When she was 18 years old, her father dies and she becomes the ruler of Egypt, which is a lot to put on an 18-year-old. I don't know about you, but I was fucking off. Right, right, right. (laughs) Wow.
1: That. Yeah, I mean... She was the ruler of Egypt at 18, but she was Greek.
0: Well, so that's the thing. The whole family was Greek. They've been Greek for 300 years, and they've just been in charge of Egypt. Hmm. And so, like, it's kind of like in America, right? Like, the white British colonialists came and they sort of, you know, started governing Hmm. here. But they're not from America. You know, so, you know, what's wild is that none of those rulers in her family before her uh, learned the language of the Egyptian people. But she did. And the Egyptian people really liked Mm -hmm. her because of that, because they were like, oh, you care. You're not just this, you know, outsider, you know, oppressive colonialist government. I mean, some people thought that there was still some Egyptians who were like... Get the Ptolemy line (laughs) out of here. These Greeks. (laughs) So here she is, 18, ruling Egypt. And they said, you know, you can't rule alone. So we're going to put your brother in charge with you, too. And her brother was 11 years old at the time. And this is where it gets real, real royal family. They uh, say, well, you know, he's your co-ruler. So he's your king. You're the queen. You get married.
1: Bye bye so she marries her brother. <laughs> well, wh- but why would anybody, I mean, regardless of how long ago it was, like who, who was thinking like 11 years old is is fine to make decisions? Like for the for right. everybody in in this whole area.
0: I, you know, and that's the thing. It's like they had advisors who were really like sort of puppeting them in a lot of ways. But but still, why would you even just put an 11-year-old even as the figurehead? That's
1: bizarre. Like that just seems silly. There's nobody else in the family that's like also a Ptolemy that's like, listen, I'm 30. Well, I don't know. people Some people didn't even <laughs> live that long. That's true. Especially if
0: you were a king or a queen because people were right, coming right. for you. So here we are, Cleopatra's 18, she's in charge of Egypt, and she marries her brother. Well, she has to marry her brother, who is 11 years old. So at this time, incest was common amongst royals. It was thought to strengthen the family and the power. In fact, Cleopatra's mom was maybe also her first
1: cousin. Is this why the unusual um, chin and the unusual nose, like, were there, like, <laughs> like just, like, malformations for reasons?
0: Maybe and uh, things were going so great with her brother husband which is what i've decided to call him for the rest brosband. of the episode brothers Bros, brothers herbins the brother husband was like i don't want to share power i want to be in power okay. and it's actually more likely that his advisors were saying that you know cuz right, he's 11 right. but this escalates to a violent power struggle. The two Cleopatra has an army and and brother husband have an army and they are fighting in the capital city of Alexandria. Alexandria was the capital of How Egypt. do
1: they have two That's separate time. armies if they're the ro- they one ruling family?
0: Well, it's like who's loyal to you. Okay. It's like a very factional time. And you'll see this because in Rome it's having a very similar civil war type situation. Okay. So Cleopatra's army loses the fight in Alexandria to her brother husband and she has to flee. Uh, she goes off to modern day Syria. She's in exile. And while she's there, she's building another stronger army to come back and win the throne again. So so our poor Cleopatra is off the throne for the time being. Like did she just um, get an
1: apartment and like she's like, I'm going to build this like grassroots <laughs> or like isn't somebody else already ruling what was what is now modern day Syria? Does she just show up and she's like, move? I'm in charge now. <laughs>
0: well, she goes over there and she's she's like I'm not the queen of you. I'm just your friend queen of this country right. over there. So it, shelter me for a bit while I build up my my army so I can Do go back. Do you think she just like, lives in it.
1: their castle or
0: Probably. Yeah. So Egypt and Rome had a weird relationship because Egypt had a lot of debt mm-hmm. to Rome and Rome was like in charge of making sure that the succession worked properly. So when one uh Ptolemy line, family line person died, that the next people get it and that it kept staying in that family. And here, brother-husband's kind of messing with that, right? Because he's kicked Cleopatra out. So Julius Caesar, he says, hey, brother-husband, you and Cleopatra, you need to work this out. You got to disband your armies. You got to reconcile. You guys got to rule jointly, just like the plan was. Brother-husband says, hell no. And he brings 20,000 men to the palace where Julius Caesar is. And Julius Caesar only showed up with like a small army because he wasn't expecting a
1: fight. He really. said no plus, no plus ones. No plus ones.
0: No. So Julius Caesar is now stuck in the palace <laughs> with brother mm-hmm. husband as brother husband's army is like outside. And Julius uh, Caesar's like 4,000 men he had are like, oh, please don't, don't come in here. You know, so they're all sort of holed up. And so they're trying to figure out, you know some way to work this out cleopatra hears about this and says now's my chance to get back in there she shows up to alexandria and instead of like bringing her army and like busting in like her brother was doing she sneaks into the palace and some stories have it where she is wrapped up in a carpet, like in a big, big giant okay. rug, and w- one of her servants like brings her in as a present to Caesar, and then she rolls out of the rug.
1: <laughs> That's really a way to make an entrance.
0: <laughs> Isn't it? If you had to sneak in somewhere, how would you do know?
1: it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I would – hmm. no one's ever done this. I would create a giant hollow horse. Oh. No one's ever done it before. No one's ever done it before. Never. And I would get inside of there and I would present myself as a gift.
0: That's that's beautiful. I, yeah. I would um, transmutate into a
1: burning bush. Nice. Um. Nice. Nice. <laughs>
0: That's not really sneaky, though. So here she is, Cleopatra. And, you know, the story goes and, you know, who can say how accurate this is, but is that she knew that Julius Caesar would want to, you know, hook up Mm -hmm. with her. And so she came in all of her most beautiful clothes and she charmed him. And, you know, they had a love affair.
1: And I wonder what she wore. I should, I I mean, I'm going to say definitely a jasmine perfume. Ooh. Essential oil. Probably something white, uh, gauze-like. Mm-hmm. Very, very, like, we're talking not see-through, we're talking diaphanous. Ooh. Yeah, it has to be, it has to be diaphanous. that level. I could see that. Armbands, for sure. Open neckline. Probably a bob. A bob? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that sounds accurate.
1: And um, she didn't look like 47-year-old Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. She was how old at this
0: point? So that's the thing. Julius Caesar is 52. Okay. She is 18 years
1: old. Okay.
0: So, you know, reality might be a little different than the story of her seducing him. It might be more like she was given over by her advisors uh-huh. to him. But... Th- but uh, we can't know and that sucks and so let's let's pretend that it was beautiful and she had agency and the power dynamic wasn't terrible. So anyway, from this hookup, the a power couple was born. Cleopatra could use Julius Caesar to get back on the throne on you know so she could be queen mm-hmm. of Egypt again. And he could use her to get a bunch of money because Egypt owed Rome money and he needed money to fund his army. So Julius calls up brother-husband and says, come on, Cleopatra's here. Work this out. You guys can rule Egypt together. And brother-husband freaks out, and he says, no, he will not do that. He will not rule with his sister wife.
1: There was an orgy. I know it. I know it. I know it. (laughs) There had to have been. These people were doing the most. Yes. These people were doing the most.
0: (laughs) That orgy must have ended poorly, though, because it ends with with, uh, brother-husband detained, captive. Mm. He is now
1: a prisoner of Julius. Somebody always feels left out. In a threesome, I think. There's never, it's never going to (laughs) be, it's never going to look like the recycle arrows, like just keep going. I don't think so. It's true.
0: And sometimes people get tied up. So, (laughs) so here we have brother husband's tied up. Okay. So now that brother husband is not in charge of his own army because he's, you know, captured, there's sort of a power vacuum. And this is when... Cleopatra's younger sister shows up
1: is she Cleopatra also
0: (laughs) no she's not uh, thankfully her name is Arsinoe
1: Hmm. and
0: she is Arsinoe the fourth so there has been a few Arsinoe's before I like that name that's a good one all right so Arsinoe is 15 years old she shows up and she says I'll be your queen to the army that's outside the palace gates and their general says, OK, you're in the you're in the Ptolemy line and our king is imprisoned now. So we'll we'll give it over to you, snowy you are the queen we're fighting for. She just
1: for. showed up and was like, I, "I, you know what? I'm good to be queen. I want to just show up somewhere and be like, I'm your queen. I don't go to Del Taco and say, you know, de- technically this is Delta Co. It's technically. <laughs> but I could. <laughs> I could say that. They should listen. You should try I think it. I will.
0: This is Delta yeah. Co. So, their general, the general of the army, agrees to this. And just as soon as Arsinoe is queen of this huge army, she has that general killed. Oh, she does. <laughs> That's and she has her favorite advisor put in. Of
1: general. course.
0: So Cleopatra really has a new rival, right? So like brother husband was her rival to start with. But now it's Arsinoe because brother husband's taken care of. He's locked up. He's not causing trouble for right now. But Arsinoe is coming for the crown. So, you know, she's out there with her big army. Cleopatra and Julius Caesar are in the palace stuck basically. They can't go anywhere. They cannot fight the big army out there cuz like I said they only have 4,000 mm-hmm. people and the outside army has 20,000 people. So they're they're being, you know, besieged. And this siege all in all lasts about 6 months of wow. them stuck in the palace. But Arsinoe had some brilliant tactics One thing that she did is... So at the time, Alexandria had like a plumbing system. They would have fresh water running throughout the palace. But those well, like, you know, fresh water systems would then like flow out into the sea. Arsinoe backed it up and had all the salt water from the sea going into their fresh water supply.
1: Oh, wow. Shady.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is like... The smartest thing. I would never have thought of that to like
1: pollute their water enough to where, you know, they're going to die of thirst. Well, and and she can sort of sit back and be like, I I didn't know. I'm not a plumber. So
0: this is making things dire for Julius and uh, Cleopatra. They got to get out of here. So they decide, okay, let's try to escape. Uh, we've got to get to the harbor. We've got to control the harbor and boats so that we can get on the boats and leave. So Julius and his small army, they're going to go and they're going to try to capture the, the, the harbor. Julius Caesar himself is in the battle, which I found to be mm-hmm. wild. Like imagine if like Joe Biden was on the front lines in whatever war we're like doing Like Zelensky now. kind of? Yeah, like yeah. Zelensky. He's out there. He's doing it so was julius caesar so at some point it looks like Arsinoe's army is going to overtake julius caesar's small amount of guys so he's like i got to go and he starts to retreat and gets on a boat and then all of his soldiers follow him onto that boat so he is literally on a boat that has now got too many I'll people on it, it and is going to
1: sink, sink. that shit
0: sink that shit <laughs> What would you do if you were on a boat with too many people? I mean,
1: I have dreamed of being on a boat with too many sailors. (laughs) Can you imagine? I would break out the diaphanous robe. (laughs) I would break out the jasmine perfume. I I would be their queen. You could be. I would be. I would demand it.
0: (laughs) So there he was. And guess what he does? He He disrobes.
1: Oh, he disrobes. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. This is the part I was waiting for. Mm -hmm. He disrobes. Hold on. I'm closing my eyes. I'm thinking. Keep going.
0: He takes off his purple, which is Tyrian purple. It's like a red purple made from snails dye. Anyway, it's a very expensive purple cape that not a lot of people have access to. And so everybody knows it's his cape because this Mm -hmm. is the cape that he's famous for wearing. He takes it off. He throws it on the, on the ship. He takes off his breastplate and he throws that down and he jumps in the water and swims away.
1: <laughs> Is he completely nude at this point? He has no. boxers on or something.
0: I think he has his, like, toga.
1: Oh. That's going to drag you down.
0: Right? Well, maybe it's uh, sheer. Who knows? But yes, he he did take off his armor and his, you know, important cloak mm. and ran away. He fled from a 15-year-old girl and her army. Yeah. So somebody finds the robe and his armor and they give it to Arsinoe and Arsinoe is like, hell yeah. And she takes it and she raises it atop this huge structure in Alexandria called the Lighthouse of Alexandria. And all of her soldiers cheer because they've, you know, made the great Julius Caesar run for his life and And abandon his robe.
1: Embarrassing. Embarrassing. embarrassing.
0: So this is a big thing to accomplish at 15 years old, I would say. (laughs) Arsinoe put Julius Caesar on the run. I don't think I accomplished anything at 15, did you?
1: <laughs> no, but, I mean, Joan of Arc, you know, uh, these people are in good company. Yeah.
0: True, true. But it's so weird that we don't know Arsinoe's name. Like, this story is so interesting and, like, I, we only know about Cleopatra. I,
1: I feel like I, actually, I I need a, I think, a new cat named Arsinoe because that's, like, a powerful, Ooh. powerful woman. Yes
0: powerful woman. And I
1: think I want to get a little cloak for Arsinoe to wear.
0: Yes, a little Tyrian oh, cloak.
1: That, be that would be so cool.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right. So so Julius retreats. He gets back to the palace and him and Cleopatra are in the palace and they're still stuck, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got the salt water because <laughs> uh, the plumbing's all backed right. up and, you know, Arsinoe's army is still outside trying to get in. This is a dire situation for them. But finally, 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 Julius Caesar's reinforcements arrive from Rome and they control Arsenei's, uh army. They beat them back. And they defeat them. During the battle, Arsinoe is captured. And also during the battle, brother husband, who had been captured, he escapes in all the chaos, I guess. And he tries to flee by boat. And he actually sinks and drowns.
1: I actually what I'm thinking here is like when we when you started this about Arsinoe being outside of the compound or castle or wherever it was. I was imagining Arsinoe getting through there and pulling those two out and saying, one queen and one king stand before me. Prior to tonight's invitation, (laughs) you prepared a lip sync to Cleopatra coming at you. That would have been amazing. Yeah, it would have.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, no. no. Arsinoe is captured. And brother husband dies. R.I.P. brother husband. That is one of Cleopatra's rivals.
1: Gone already. Okay, gone.
0: Gone. But Arsinoe, she's still alive. What's going to happen to her? We'll find out after the break.
1: There's a
0: lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now.
1: I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec-Murray.
0: And I'm Leah President.
1: And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back.
0: Listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. After the battle, after the dust settles, Arsinoe is taken back to Rome. And... There's this thing that Julius Caesar does, and I think it's like a long tradition at this point. After he wins a big battle or a war, he'll come home and to impart the stories of what happened to him out on, you know, the the sea and all across all these different countries, he would have this big parade called a triumph. Uh-huh. And in the parade, they would show off his power and his wealth and have little, like, plays almost okay. – But not like a full play, like a scene on a float, basically. (laughs) Yes. Very theatrical. And it would show like parts of wars that happen, like little reenactments. So they had that with Arsinoe, but they had the actual Arsinoe there, right? And she's in chains. So this is just, you know... A bummer <laughs> it's a pretty sad uh, situation the crowd is sympathetic towards arsinoe partly because she's 15 uh years old and they could see that they're like what are you doing you're marching this child through here what the hell at the end of these festivities the custom was that these enemies who were you know marched through the city and yelled at they would be strangled to death mm. um i think sort of ceremoniously. <laughs> But because the people felt empathy towards Arsinoe, she was not strangled to death. She She was sent away to a temple to live the rest of her life. So that's another one of Cleopatra's rivals down. And I would say my favorite, Arsinoe. I
1: miss her. I like her in this story. I like her a lot. Yeah.
0: You know, and even though she's, like, defeated... Cleopatra is still worried about her.
1: Yeah, well, she's still alive. <laughs>
0: right, she's still alive. She's like Arsinoe is going to build up an army and come back and try to take the crown mm-hmm. from me. And so she's a little stressed about that. But we'll come back to that. Because at this point, Julius redeclares Cleopatra queen of Egypt and gives her a new co-ruler who happens to be her other younger brother. This is Ptolemy fourteen. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um,
1: they really, they right? really did use. <laughs> they really did share these names.
0: <laughs> so this this Ptolemy, he's aged twelve. So I'll call him Brother Husband Junior.
1: There's never going to be a Josh just popped in here, is there?
0: <laughs> no. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) No, Josh's.
0: So to celebrate defeating their rivals, Cleopatra and Julius Caesar went on a several month long luxury cruise down the Nile in Cleopatra's barge. And apparently they were accompanied by like 400 ships. Mm -hmm. And it was like the height of luxury at the time. Yachts. Yachts. Mm -hmm. Very much. Some have called this honeymoon for the power couple, which, by the way, Julius Caesar has a wife in Rome. At this time,
1: and Ptolemy number fourteen is twelve.
0: That's right, and his brother husband number two. <laughs> wow! So there's just a lot going on here. Just a lot going on here. But more than being this, you know, solidified as this power couple, they they do what power couples do, and they produce a power baby.
1: Oh, I don't think that baby's going to be very powerful. I think this is the line. That blood is real, real basic.
0: Oh, but this is with Caesar. Excuse okay. me, not with okay, okay, brother okay. husband too. So Caesar and Cleopatra have a power. Okay, baby. I could.
1: Okay, so all right. Well, at least the bloodline is is opening up a little bit here. Okay. Right,
0: diversifying son. our genome, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> so Cleopatra names this this kid
1: Cleopatra Ptolemy.
0: <laughs> he Doesn't name him Ptolemy. She names him Caesarian. Oh, which if you could see the word, looks like basically like Caesar's son. Right, Almost. And it means son of Caesar.
1: And there's is there so, a middle name? Like section, Caesarean section? Cesarean section?
0: <laughs> no. Okay. I looked up if this had anything to do with C-sections. Nothing. And no, it doesn't. But some people say that Julius Caesar might have been born by C-section. So maybe that's how I got the name. But it's like very myth-esque. So it's unclear.
1: C-section salad.
0: That's the best kind of salad. God. <laughs> Um, Anyway, Caesar never claims the child, but Cleopatra says it all the time. This is Caesar's son. This is Caesar's heir. His name is literally Caesar's son. This is Caesar's baby. Julius Caesar, you know, he's a busy guy. He goes back to Rome, living his life, and Cleopatra comes to visit. This is like a year or so after they've had this baby. When Cleopatra comes to visit Caesar in Rome, a very famous thing happens— Julius Caesar is assassinated.
1: Oh, wow. I knew it was coming.
0: You might remember this from Etu Et Brute. Uh-huh. There are 60 of his fellow senators, because at this time Rome was a republic, so it was sort of like an oligarchy ruled by a bunch of senators. So 60 of his fellow leaders plotted to have him killed, and he was stabbed 23 times.
1: You said um, oligarchy, but I thought you said olive gardeny. <laughs> which still kind of fits, in a way. It
0: truly does. It's Olive of Gardney up in this. Right. If, when you're here, you're stabbed just like family.
1: They thought he was getting too big for his britches.
0: Way too big.
1: Was he, you think?
0: Yeah, I do. They yeah. were trying to keep a republic, which is really hard. It was like a rather new sort of governance yeah. type. All around them was kingdoms, right, you know? Right, right. So Julius Caesar is assassinated. So Cleopatra flees because otherwise she's going to get, she's going to get killed. She gets back to Egypt and, you know, she's there with brother-husband and she's like, you know what? Caesarion is the rightful heir, the rightful king of Rome, and he should be the king of Egypt too. But uh, brother-husband junior is here and that's a problem. <laughs> so she has him poisoned.
1: Of course. And killed. Of course. Of course. <laughs> another
0: one bites the dust. He didn't do anything. No. He was 15.
1: Just existed.
0: <laughs> he was just alive. Just, oof, just another sibling down the drain, murdered. Cleopatra will have no rivals. Okay. So now Caesarion and Cleopatra are ruling together. She doesn't marry her son, to be clear. Thank God.
1: Just to be fair. <laughs> she got over that.
0: But all the same, she is now has pretty much everything she wants, except now she has bigger aims, right? She thinks Caesarean should be in charge of Rome. She's not just happy with being just the queen of Egypt. Mm-hmm. She's She wants more.
1: So far, what's what's your judgment of her? Do you root for her or does she seem... She's. I don't know. I feel like she's kind of gross. Like I, I do kind of feel like she's gross. Um, but I, I mean, if this was the example, if this is how everything was always done, as far as the, like the incestual relationships, I feel like no one knew why that was wrong. But this like killing situation, like I don't know. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a little uncomfortable with. It. I feel like ethically, she was a little funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I would say to be fair, I think that killing your enemies was more accepted than incest but incest was accepted for royal families
1: right but do you think but, there was a point where she was like like at one point do you stop saying someone's your brother after you marry them
0: right i don't know
1: i don't know if I you just know. still tell people like oh is that your husband yeah no he's also my brother but or do you just <laughs> kind of forget that and think that they just will like forget to i don't know
0: just we are family right who knows what the relations are
1: I mean, it's it's pretty intense. (laughs) It's pretty intense.
0: After the break, we'll hear about the links that Cleopatra will go to to get what she wants and if she ultimately gets it.
1: If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it.
0: What if you could become stronger, more resilient, cure disease, and all you have to do is get naked
1: in the cold and breathe? You get into ice water, and instead of, like, freaking out, you relax. It's called the Wim Hof Method, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Justin Bieber love it.
0: I do the ice plunge because it's good for your body.
1: But there's also a dark side. How many people have died doing the Wim Hof Method?
0: We can override even death! Listen on the podcast Infamous. That's Infamous, playing now. So, okay, so at this point, I'm going to do a jump ahead in time a little bit. Years pass, lots of skirmishes happen, political issues for both Rome and Egypt, but what we want is the juicy stuff. So here we go. (laughs) Cleopatra's next love affair. Three years after Julius Caesar is assassinated, Cleopatra hosts another Roman leader. This guy is named Mark Antony,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: not J. Lo's Mm -mm. ex-husband. No. That's Mark Anthony. Right. But I get them confused. So Mark Antony had been Julius Caesar's second-hand man. And at this time, he was in a new civil war. This leads to a romance between these two. And the creation of Cleopatra's second power couple, <laughs> yeah. her second power couple with a Roman leader. This one is a bit more age appropriate. Uh, okay. Mark Antony is 42 and Cleopatra at this time is 28. Okay. Okay. So, one of her first orders of business as the new power couple is to get rid of that pesky sister.
1: Oh, yeah. She's
0: like, I know Arsinoe is there just trying to make an army Killer. down at that temple. It's she not has true. no
1: scruples. She's going to get rid of whoever. It's true.
0: But Arsinoe's just chilling at the temple. Mark Antony's like, hey, that's easy. <laughs> and he sent assassins to go kill Arsinoe and she is stabbed to death on the steps of the temple of Artemis. Wow. So Arsinoe, she was 22 at the time of her death, which I think is so sad cuz she seems so cool.
1: She seems super cool. I feel right? like she's the person in this that I I like the most. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that she would, you know, she she could have just been strangled in the square. Like everyone else, and, and it, there would have been no—but the fact that that didn't happen was so significant and spoke to what the people really did think.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, the respect they yeah. had.
0: Well, now at this point, all of Cleopatra's siblings are dead. There are no rivals for the Egyptian throne. She has, you know, pretty much won this situation. Mm-hmm. But she wants Caesarion to rule not just Egypt, but also to rule Rome. Mm-hmm. And that's her new obsession. So she's using Mark Antony to achieve this. And so her his enemy that he's fighting the Civil War with is now her enemy, mm-hmm. Octavian. So Octavian, as well as being like the Rome leader, he he is the guy who Julius Caesar named as his heir. He's Julius Caesar's grand nephew. Wow, yeah, so he is out there got Julius Caesar's money and his status, and she's like, that should be Caesareans. And on top of that, you're fighting my guy, Mark Antony. You're dead to me. Pissed. Pissed. So they're strategizing on how to get rid of Octavian. In the meantime, Mark Antony and Cleopatra have a love affair, and he stays there in Egypt a long time. He They have three kids together. <laughs> And he goes off and he fights a bunch of battles and then he comes back and there's, you know, Civil War stuff that he's doing. Lots of battling.
1: When do they just have regular time? When is there not being in battle? When is there like... Never. Hanging out.
0: Always battling with these people.
1: There's no regular.
0: No. Constant. After one of these battles that Mark Antony was out fighting, he came back to Cleopatra and they held this huge ceremonial banquet. And this one to me is the like most like theatrical one because Mark Antony dresses up as the god Dionysus but also as the god Osiris. Okay. So so like the Greek god and the Egyptian god. And Cleopatra dresses up as Aphrodite and Isis. Mhm. Dressing up as gods seems like pretty profound at the time?
1: Yeah, it does. And here
0: at this grand ceremony, Mark declares that each of the three children that he had with Cleopatra would rule these different kingdoms that he had uh, battled over Mm -hmm. and sort of run. And that Cleopatra would be in charge of Egypt, of course, she's already in charge of Egypt, but that she would also be known as the queen of kings and that Caesarean would be the king of kings
1: of kings, K K I. Yes. Oh, I said kinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love King of Kinks, which is hilarious I love to me. But he's King of Kings, and Rome is just not having this. They're like, "This is some you have been brainwashed by witchcraft and sorcery done by Cleopatra." Wow. And so, public opinion in Rome is very against Mark Antony, and Octavian is like, "Yeah," he's kind of like hyping it up. He's like, "Yeah." Uh, These people are crazy. I'm Julius Caesar's heir, and I'm going to lead Rome. It's going to be great. So Octavian takes his army, and he goes to fight Cleopatra and Mark Antony. And the fight does not go well for them. Shit. (laughs) I feel like they were a little bit living in La La Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in In Alexandria, you know? They're just like... We're gods over here and everything's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think they kind of just were floating around like, well, we've gotten to this point. All these other people have either we've we've offed them.
0: Yeah. So Octavian shows up and they're fucked. Uh, Cleopatra sends word to Mark Antony. She's like, hey, I'm in my tomb, which was already built for her. and Uh She's like, I'm going to burn it down with myself in it. Oh, you should. You should do something similar because we should not get captured.
1: Right. This is drama.
0: So he gets that letter and he falls on his own sword. But it turns out that before Cleopatra could go through with her plan, she got captured by Octavia. Yeah,
1: of course she did.
0: So very Romeo and Juliet here. And he's like, we're not going to kill you. And she's like, oh, no. They're going to take me to Rome and they're going to march me in some parade in chains behind some like, you know, weird float that Queen like professes.
1: Queen of kinks. <laughs> Kinky.
0: And then maybe they strangle me in front of a crowd or maybe they just make me go live at a temple. I don't want that. I don't want what happened to Arsinoe to happen to me. So she's there, she's, she's under, you know, lock and key with her, like, handmaids, mm-hmm. and she gets a basket of figs for dinner one night, mm-hmm. and in that basket she had someone sneak in with the figs a snake. Mm-hmm. And then she and her handmaids use that snake to kill themselves.
1: Mm. She just, did she let it bite her or did she swallow it?
0: I think she let them, uh, she let it bite her.
1: Huh. I mean, yeah. that's pretty dramatic. It is very dramatic. It is. <laughs> I was hoping that there would just be some arsenic or something in the figs and like she would just mm. enjoy the figs and not know which one. Yeah. And then she was just going to do it that out. Would
0: that would have way. been nice, right? Because be... this sounds a little painful,
1: right? Yeah. See, I don't know why she wouldn't have wanted to go to the temple like Arsinoe. I feel like that's my goal in life is to go somewhere. Yeah. Where the food comes in, I hang out, I bathe. That activity of bathing is so exhausting, I just lay down. And people (laughs) go, did you need anything, queen? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Maybe some figs, I guess. (laughs) No snakes, though, please. No snakes, just figs. (laughs) And then we'll do it all again tomorrow. So Delta, I know
0: that this was Cleopatra versus a lot of people. Who who wins here?
1: Well, the Romans. True. I mean, the Romans, but also uh, Arsinoe is. I I kind of think winning here. I mean, she's not really, she's not really getting anything in the end. But she she's. I feel like got a lot more than Cleopatra got.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think she wins the narrative. Yeah, at least, yeah. If, if told properly.
1: Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Cleopatra yeah. really went down in a mess.
0: Even though she killed all of her enemies minus Octavian, he got her in the end. She did a really good job of winning most of her rivalries in her life. Oh, she won them all. Mostly. But she but she messed up so bad at the end. At the end. That not only did she lose, you know, what she was trying to get, which was for Caesarion to be in charge of Rome and Egypt, She lost both things. The Ptolemy family line ends here. Right. Because Octavian takes over and Egypt now becomes part of the Roman Empire. Right. So she loses her country because she couldn't stop striving for more. (laughs) But her whole life she was winning. Yeah, but she loses her country, man. (laughs) I
1: know. But, I mean, she has a lot to look back on and go, you know what? I controlled people for a long time. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) She chose her own death. She could have lived in the temple.
0: She could have lived in the temple. Come on. Or been strangled to death. We don't know that she wasn't going to get strangled. I think
1: they were going to put her in the temple. Yeah. In my storyline.
0: Too pretty to kill.
1: (laughs) Yeah. From something else in Sony Music Entertainment, this is Fierce Rivalries, hosted by me, Delta Work.
0: And me, Kelsey Padgett. I also produce the show.
1: Gabriela Santana is our associate producer, Caitlin Pierce is our editor.
0: Our production coordinators are Sasonia Davenport, Tamika Balance-Kolosny, and Lily Hambly. Our theme music is by Allison Leighton-Brown.
1: Josh Gibbs is our engineer. Our executive producers are Lizzie Jacobs, Tom Koenig, and Caitlin Pierce. TJ Raphael was our development producer.